hey, Adrian, I'll play that and you sing. What do y'all think? They didn't act like they wanted to hear that. I think it'd be pretty awesome. I don't even know what it is. Bryson did an amazing job, though, didn't he? he just, yeah, I thought that was awesome. And his little things blinking to the beat. I love that. So cool. Hey, Merry Christmas. We're glad, we're, we're glad you're here. And if you're, if you're here visiting, fam, man, we are so excited you guys are here with us today. We, uh, we're going to do what we normally do. We're going to talk about Jesus a little bit, have a little fun. And then I would encourage you to go home and spend time with family and just, just celebrate. Celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. It's so, it's so fun to do. So pretty neat. Uh, been kind of a busy week. If you've been part of Journey Church for any length of time, you know we love to get out in the community and serve. And one of the things we started way back when, and I don't know, we, I'll have to think about this. If we did it the, the first, second, third year, we started doing little treat bags for the, for the kids at Pickett School. How many of you remember, I'm going to get you to show your age, how many of you grew up in church and you got a little treat bag? They, they, with the, yeah. You remember, and listen, you're talking about getting gypped now. I'm sorry. When, when you're, we, got, we got Snickers bars. The big ones. Somebody said, well, no, it's a lot. I said, no, we got the big ones. And, and we, got a, we got a Milky Way bar and the bag's full of nuts. You remember that? They just dumped nuts in it. Well, now everything's got to be nut-free, and they're, they're kind of boring. But, I, you know, it, it, it's okay. But you guys, you guys we, we did that, and we gave every kid at Pickett School one of those little treat bags. And I said, I wonder, I, I hope we get to the point of someday where we can get the whole school system in Lexington. Well, we didn't quite get there this year. You've got two more schools to go, but we got all of the elementary schools, so thank you guys. Every kid in Lexington Elementary Schools got, got a treat bag, and it wasn't boring. It actually had some candy and some fruit, and it did not have nuts in it, now that I think about it, but it had, it had a lot of neat stuff in it, so thank you guys for making that possible. Yeah, so now here's what... <laughs> Here was the unexpected blessing that we, we got out of it and was able to give back. Uh, we, we had... Uh, distributed them all. By the way, thank you guys that came out and helped do that. That was so much fun. You packed 2,000 bags, and we distributed to three of the schools that night. It took us about two hours. Think about that. That's pretty amazing. There's trucking companies calling us now to get, get the how-tos on logistics. <laughs> but it was, it was impressive. But when we got back, we had some bags left. So the next morning, we were sitting there thinking, what are we going to do with these bags? Well, somebody said, well, why don't we take them to the sheltered workshop? So we loaded them up, we get out there, and, and lo and behold, they're having, go figure, God's got this great sense of time, they're having their Christmas party. And, and you guys had not just enough, I'm not going to give you that one, we had just the perfect, no, we had excess amounts to give to them, so everyone in that workshop was able to get a, a treat bag. Just amazing to see the, their faces light up when we brought those in. So I say that to say thank you guys, amazing. Amazing what happens when we just obediently do what we've been called to do, which is to go outside of these walls and be the church. Now, here's the, here's the cool part, and you don't often get this. The message is really long today. I brought a lot of notes. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I mean, somebody's going, let's get out of here. You told me this was 30 minutes. No, this is, this is just from one school, and I thought this was amazing. These are the, the, some of the thank you notes that they, they sent, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to read them all. If you guys just sit back and no. They, but they're kids. They just kept writing these notes and sending them in to say thank you. So please know what you do is appreciated. This was my favorite one. I know you're not supposed to have favorites, but this was my favorite. You got to love that, man. And the kids on the inside, they signed it and said thank you. But that's, that's pretty cool. And, and here's what I know from spending time in the school system. For some of these kids, for some of these kids, you know what they're getting for Christmas? A fruit bag with what you guys provided. Uh, and, and you would have thought they'd just gotten a, a basket of gold. So thank you guys for making that possible. I think that's awesome. And, and guess what? We're going to get all the schools next year. I'll just go ahead and tell you, we're going to every, we're, we're going to every school next year. We're, yeah, we're, 
Well, no, the thing big is we're going to get the city and the county. So that, that's going to tell you guys are going to have to hustle. But, but they told me we couldn't do one school. Now you're doing We're getting there, man. It's awesome. So thank you, guys. Uh, it's Christmas. And what do you do at church when it's Christmas? You talk about Jesus, right? Amen. Yeah, you're going to be a little confused today. You're going to be a little confused because we're, we're going to talk about Jesus. We'll get there. But we're going to kind of do this in a little different order than what you're accustomed to. It's going to cause some tension with some of you. Some of you are going to think, I'm not worried about it. I just want to get to lunch on time. And that's okay. Which actually, you're going to get out of here early today, unless I get... I might get long-winded. I don't think so. I think you'll get out of here a little early so you can go be with your families. That's what we want. But we're going to talk about Jesus. We're going to talk about Jesus, but we're going to start, and it's going to be a little different. I want to, I want to kind of set the tone for this. Um, I don't know how I even got this on my mind, but what I want to talk about today is really containers. Containers. I want to talk about containers that, that held Jesus. And, and I'm going to talk about three, so you guys are going to have to humor me, because and already people come up and say, well, what about this and what about this? Well, what about them? I don't want to talk about those. We'll talk about the three I want to talk about today. It's my time. So we're going to talk about three containers that held Christ. And I'm going to do it in kind of reverse order, the last container to the first container. So you're going, okay, what in the heck are you talking about? Let me, let me explain this so I can get you off on the, on the right track, because you're already going, I don't get this, and this is Christmas. I want to talk about the baby Jesus. If you'll hang with me, I promise we'll get to the baby Jesus. But, but here's the containers I want to talk about. The, the, the last container to hold Jesus, again, humor me, this is, this is where I'm at. The last container to hold Jesus was the tomb. Jesus was in the tomb. Then, then from the tomb before the tomb was the cross. Jesus was on the cross. The cross contained Jesus. And then the first container that I'll talk about is the manger. The manger held Jesus. So if you're with me, all three, all three of those containers at some point held the body or, or the person that we know as Jesus. And, and I want to talk about that because I think it's kind of important. And, and, and I want you to think about this. This is kind of something that got me started on this as I was thinking about containers. Don't ask me why, I don't know. But from there, God kind of took over. It's, it's something you have to think about is a container is typically only as valuable as the content inside of it. A container is usually only as valuable as the content inside of it. Think about it. Think about it this way. A lot of you, it's Christmas time, and you're going to be giving gifts or you're going to be receiving gifts, and they're going to be packaged. So what are you going to do when you get the gift? You're going to rip open the package. You're going to take the content out and do what with the container? You're going to throw it away. It's useless because the content's now out of it, so there's nothing in it, so it's, it's useless. Now, I say that, and I've got an old friend uh, whose kids are grown now, but I remember he used to tell me this. He said, every year at Christmas, we go to all this trouble. We buy our kids all these gifts. We go to all the painstaking efforts. We gift wrap them. We make them really nice. Our kids tear into them. They play with the gift for about 15 minutes, and then they're outside playing in the boxes they came in. So maybe it shoots my theory upside down. Maybe the container is more valuable when it's empty and at Christmas time. I don't know. But really, think about it this way. Think about it this way. If you had a well during drought, a drought season when there's no water, and you had a well that was full of water, overflowing, babbling, fresh, clean, crisp. Can you, I want you to, now, you're in a desert, and it's, you're thirsty. Your, your mouth's parched. Your lips are busting open. You kind of get the feeling. And there's this well, and the water's just, it's, and it's cold, and it's just bubbling. And it's, what's the value of that well? I mean, it's, it's amazing what you would pay for that well. You want the water, but if it wasn't for the well, there'd be no water. It, that well is worth a fortune. Now, take that same well, the same drought period, there's no water anywhere, and you stumble upon it, and it's dry. It has no value. It's worthless. It has no value. It's worthless. The content is, is air. You can't drink air. You need air, but you can't drink it, and it won't, you've got to have the water. So the well, the, the, the container is absolutely, it's absolutely 
worthless, okay? It, it has no value to it. So I want you to, we're gonna, like I said, we're going to do this in reverse order. I want you to think about these three containers. I want you to think about the cross, uh, I'm sorry, the tomb, the cross, and then the manger. Because they each, man, they're symbolic. And this is what's going to cause a little tension, man. We, we hold these things pretty sacred. I mean, come on, the tomb that Jesus was in, the cross that he was hung on, the manger that he was born in, we, these things are sacred to us, right? I mean, we hold, them, we hold them in high esteem. So I want to talk about it a little bit. So let's start, let's start with the tomb. And in Matthew 27, verse 57 through 60, this is what we read. Thinking again about this in Jesus in the tomb. As evening approached, there came a rich man from Aramaeth named Joseph, who had himself become a disciple of Jesus. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate ordered that it be given to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own new tomb that he had cut out of the rock. He rolled a big stone in front of the entrance to the tomb and went away. So Jesus is in the tomb. Now, this is, this is one of those containers that now holds the body of Jesus. Can you imagine, from what we know today, what the value of that tomb is? It's got the body of Jesus in it. And that, it's powerful if you think about it. The body of Jesus is in it. The, the, the problem is, is this. It had the body of Jesus in it. Because if we read in Matthew 28, verse 5 through 6, listen to this. Kind of skipping ahead. The angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here. He has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he laid. Then go quickly and tell the disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. He's not there. The tomb is empty. So this thing that we hold so sacred, this tomb that's got the body of Jesus in it, is now empty. And I just, I just told you the container is only as valuable as the content and the tomb is empty. But, but, that, but Mark, we, we, the, the tomb, that's, that's where Jesus lay. Yeah, that's right. That's where Jesus lay. But let me, let me tell you something. If Jesus was still in the tomb, you know what the tomb would be worth? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. He would be, he would be and this is going to upset you. If Jesus was still in the tomb, you know what he would be? A dead man. He'd be worth nothing. He'd be worth nothing. And, and that's heartbreaking, isn't it? Except it's really not. We should be thankful that the tomb is empty. That's why we're celebrating today the birth of the baby, because the tomb is empty. If the now, let me ask you this. If Jesus were still in the tomb, what do you think the value of a tomb with somebody in it is? It's worthless. Uh, do you want, I, okay, bury me with him. I want to cut right deal. That's the way that would go. And somebody said, Mark, this is Christmas. What are you doing to us? I'm giving you, I'm telling you why you have hope. The tomb is empty. The tomb is useless. Jesus is not. That's why we celebrate today, because he overcame the tomb. He overcame death. Isn't that, I mean, think about that. We, 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 we kind of get some things messed up there. We want to worship the tomb. No, I want to worship a risen Savior. Jesus, Jesus isn't in the tomb. He was in the tomb. He's gone. But I, I'm listen, Jesus overcame death. That, that's a whole lot more powerful than him. Still, I'm telling you, if he's in that tomb, he's just a dead man. He's just a dead man. And, and I'm going to go out on him and say, not many of us are going to worship a dead man. We wouldn't be here today. I mean, come on, let's get real. You wouldn't be here today. You don't like me that well. And our food's not that much better than you can get somewhere else. You wouldn't be here. I know, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Cookies are awesome, by the way. But the tomb, the tomb is, it had the body of Jesus. 
Jesus is gone. So any way you look at this, the tomb, the tomb is absolutely worthless. You, you don't want a secondhand tomb. And you don't want Jesus to still be in that tomb. The tomb's worthless. Not Jesus, so don't get upset with me. Not Jesus. Jesus is not worthless. And we're gonna we're gonna be, and I'm telling you, this is gonna get kind of kind of tough in just, just in just a second. But you gotta stay with me on this one. But but we have to celebrate the fact that the tomb is empty. Because if there was content in that tomb, I'm telling you, and it was Jesus, it would be absolutely worthless, and you and I wouldn't be here today. We wouldn't be celebrating the birth of this baby. We just wouldn't. So I said three containers. So we got the tomb. So the next container that I want to talk about that held the body of Jesus was the cross. It was the cross. And this is where it gets. This one gets, there'll be some tension. This one get, gets a little tough. Listen to in Mark 15, verse 21 through 25, what we read about the cross, so to speak. A certain man from Cyrenia, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, Rufus was passing by on his way in from the country. And they forced him to carry the cross. They brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. Then they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it, and they crucified him. Dividing up his clothes, they cast lots to see what each would get. It was the third hour when they crucified him. The, the written notice of the charge read against him was the king of the Jews. So they crucified him on the cross. They stretched Christ out on the cross. They nailed him to the cross. Now there's something interesting, and we don't talk about this a lot, is, the, is crucifixion, number one, we do talk about it, is absolutely barbaric, it's brutal. Horrific. It's horrific. But not only the crucifixion part of nailing someone to the cross. Here's the other thing. Because I said that we're going to talk about containers that held Christ, and, and, and the container is only as valuable as the content. So we're going, wow, our Savior is on the cross. A bunch of you got crosses on today. I would, I would go out on a limb, and that's awesome. I'll get to it in a minute. I'm not sure why you don't have cradles on, though. You, you'll think about that for a Why wouldn't we have little cradles hanging around our neck? Come, I mean, come on, guys. I mean, really. You got a cross. Christ died on the cross. I want the cradle that he was born in hanging on my neck. Now you're starting to get that. I mean, wouldn't that make more sense? Y'all don't seem to get that. I think so, but if you want to wear a cross. But anyway, so Christ is on the cross. Here's what we don't talk about a lot, the history of a cross, is they didn't take the bodies off the cross. They didn't. They left them. They let them, they let them hang on the cross until they, till they rotted. And you, you can start to get the picture. Mark, this is Christmas, man. You're scaring us. But they left the bodies on the cross, and they would rot, and they would deteriorate, and then you can imagine they would tear, and it, it's gruesome. You know why they did that? As a deterrent. So the other people passing by would say, I, I, that's not what I want. I don't. So they'd leave the bodies on the cross. And then you're saying, but Mark, you said the value of the containers is only that of the content, and there's dead bodies hanging on them. Well, they took Christ off the cross. Listen, listen to this in Mark 15, verse uh, 42 through 46. It was preparation day. That is the day before the Sabbath. So as evening approached, jo Joseph Barimaeth, a prominent member of the council, who himself, uh, who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God, went boldly to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate was surprised to hear that he was already dead. Summoning the centurion, he asked him if Jesus had already died. When he learned from the centurion that it was so, he gave the body to Joseph. So Joseph brought some linen cloth, took down the body, wrapped it in linen, and placed it in the tomb cut out in the rock. So now, guess what? The cross that you have around your neck, the cross is, is empty. So guess what its value is? It's nothing. Because here's the, you got to think about this, guys. And this, I know this is going to upset some people. If Jesus was on that cross, if he wasn't removed from that cross so he didn't go to the grave that he rose from, if he hung on that cross till he rotted and deteriorated, then guess what the cross would have been worth? Nothing. You're saying, but now it's empty and you're saying it's worth nothing as well. Because it's a piece of wood. 
That's all it is, a piece of wood. Symbolic, yes. Historical value, yes. If you had the original cross that Jesus would cry, I can't imagine what it would be worth. But I can also imagine this. I can't imagine what it would be like. Do you know what they did on crosses? They nailed people to them. They nailed them to them. Do you know what happened to them when they started deteriorating? I'm going to guess they reused crosses. Don't know that, but I'm going to guess they reused them. So you know what the value of a used cross is? Nothing. The wood value, maybe. You really don't want a used cross. Jesus, Jesus isn't on the cross. Okay, so now think about this. He's not in the grave and he's not on the cross. That's all the reason in the world that we should be celebrating, the birth of Jesus. It's got, listen, I know, I know you're going to say, but Mark, you said the container is only as valuable as the content and they're empty. If they were full, guess what they would be worth? Nothing. Absolutely. This is, some of you out there, I can see the stares on your face. Where are you going with this? Well, I'm t- here's, part of, here's one of the places I'm going, and I've learned this. We worship the wrong things. We worship the wrong things. It, and listen, don't, don't come up and tell me, but I got this love. I love crosses. I do. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't worship the cross. I worship Jesus. I worship the Savior that overcame the grave, who died on the cross, came off the cross, went into the grave, and overcame death. That's who I worship. Now, if you want to worship a grave and you want to worship a cross, well, I'll just tell you, you're wrong. It's going to get you nowhere. Because they're empty and they're worthless. And I, some of you probably, up to this point, you're probably starting to get a little mad at me. So this guy's crazy. But I think you're going to have a hard time debating this with me. I, I mean, you're talking about a, a grave that's empty. Do you really want to use the grave? You're talking about a cross that a man was nailed to, spilled his blood on, and, 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 and no telling how many more. Can you, and I can tell you this, you do not want to read about a crucifixion. It's not just the blood. It's, it's all kinds of excretions on these crosses. It's, it's, it's horrible. It's worthless. It's absolutely worthless. And for that reason, I'm celebrating. I don't, I'm glad there's no content there. I'm celebrating. All the way back to the birth of Jesus, which gets us to the, kind of the third container, which is, is in fact, the manger. And, and this, is, this is, I love this part of the Bible. I love reading about the birth of Jesus. Matt taught it so well last week, if you were here. It's amazing. But I love the story of the birth of Jesus and, and the build-up to it. And I'm going to share some of this with you. I'm going to kind of jump ahead a little bit into it. But, but I love the, the story and the foretelling of the, the birth of Jesus and why it's so important and why it's so special. So let me share this. This is in Luke 2, verse 8 through 12. Let me share this with you. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today, today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. This little baby. This little baby that's going to be the the hope for the world. This little baby's lying in a manger. Lying in a manger. Probably not a lot different than this. I specifically told him not to put anything in that manger. You know why? Because Jesus isn't in the manger anymore. Jesus isn't in the manger anymore. You know the value of that manger? Let me tell you what the value of that manger. Actually, I can tell you the value of that manger, which is probably pretty close. I mean, I don't know, but it's probably pretty close. I'm an old wood guy. There's $6 worth of wood in that manger. But now let me tell you today, because somebody's going to say, well, I'll give you $6 for it, and this is a special manger. And this is kind of how we think. This is a special manger. This is a replica of a symbolic manger that we worship that Jesus was in. This manger is worth 6000 Got any takers? 
I'm kidding. It's worth $6. That's if it's new. Let me, let me tell you something about mangers. How many of you ever been in a barn? How many of you ever been in a barn with animals? A manger was a trough that they fed them in. Have you ever seen cows, goats, horses, donkeys eat? They're spotless. They're spotless. You don't want to use manger. Let me ask you this. You've been in a barn. How many of you watched where you stepped when you were in the barn? You know where I'm going. Well, guess what? It was on the manger too. And you know, I believe this. I think it was on the very manger that held Jesus. Because they were kind of on the spot. They had to have somewhere. They probably put some straw in it, something fluffed it up, and they put the baby Jesus in the manger. And it was filthy. It was a manger. It was where they fed the animals, and they laid him in there. Thank goodness. Thank goodness we know the rest of the story. So Jesus, who went on to live 30-some years, he came out. He was, a, he was a kid. I mean, the first thing he did was kind of run off from mom and daddy. That sounds a little familiar, doesn't it? I mean, he's a kid. He does this, he, he, but he, he didn't stay in the manger. Jesus did. The manger is empty. You know what this manger's worth? Nothing. If, and if Jesus would have stayed in this manger, if he would have never grown up, if he would have died in this manger, guess what the manger would have been worth? Nothing. You know why? Because none of the prophecies would have been true. We would have been living a lie, and you wouldn't be here today. But you said, but you said the container is only as valuable as the content. If, if Jesus was still in the manger, it would be worth nothing. If Jesus was still on the cross, it would be worth nothing. If Jesus was still in the grave, if Jesus was still in the grave, none of them would be worth anything. But Mark, you're saying they're not worth anything anyway. That's kind of what I'm saying. But here's what I can tell you. While they're worth nothing, the Savior, Jesus, this baby that started there when he came out of the grave, when he came out of the grave, now you've got to think what he's worth. Because now he's, he's redemption, he's salvation, he overcame death so he could pay the price for mine and your sins. He shed his blood. You start to get the point. The, the, the grave, the cross, the manger aren't what we're worshiping. We're worshiping a baby who's Jesus, who's the Savior of the world. He's the hope of the world. Now, you, you've got your crosses on. That's awesome. I, please don't miss it. I am not making light of that. That's awesome. I love crosses. I do. I do. But if the cross still had the body of Jesus on it, it would be worthless and you wouldn't have it on. If the, if the grave, we wouldn't listen. At Easter, we're going to celebrate the overcoming of the grave. If, if Jesus were still in the grave, we wouldn't, they'd be worthless. You, you gotta, we got to kind of think about this, and you're going, well, I, don't, I still don't get all this. What's this got to do with the birth of Jesus? It's got everything to do with the birth of Jesus because he overcame each one. He came, because, because, listen, <laughs> born of a virgin birth, born of a virgin birth, laid in a manger, crucified, dead, for mine and your sins because he overcame the grave. That's what this season's about. That's why we celebrate the birth of this child. That's what's so powerful about it. And, and, and as I was thinking about this and I was, I was kind of wrestling with it, I thought, but there's still something to the container is only as valuable as the content in it. And I got to think, I thought, but, but Jesus, Jesus turned everything upside down. Have you ever noticed that? Everything. Jesus turned everything upside down. I mean, really, the, the containers, they're, if they've got him in them, they're worthless. And if he's not in them, they're worthless. That, that, that's just not normal. That can't be. He but Jesus turned everything upside down. Everything. Everything. And, then it, and it hit me. And this just, when I started thinking about this, this kind of gave me, gave me cold chills. It, it, it really did. It just kind of sent this feeling through my spine. I thought, okay, so the grave is empty. The cross is empty. 
and the manger's empty. But there's one more container. There's one more container in this picture. There's one more container. This, this, is, this has got me. Because, again, I'll go back to the, the container is only as valuable as the content. And you're going, well, what's the fourth container? What's the fourth container? You and I. You and I. These are empty so the Holy Spirit could live in you and I. Do you get that? If that don't give you cold chills, I don't know what does. Because now we're the containers, and you want to talk about the value of the container? You've got to think about the value of the container, that a man would overcome the grave. He would die willingly on the cross, go to the grave, and overcome the grave so he could live in me as a follower of Christ. Come on, guys, you're the container. Think about what you carry. You carry the Holy Spirit with you. So guess what? Guess what? <laughs> the container is as valuable as the content. Because without Jesus, you know what we are? You, you don't want to say it. You know what we are. We're worthless. We're broken sinners. Condemned. But our value was such that Christ, from the manger to the cross to the grave, to at our calling, our asking to you and I. Here's the cool thing. Here's the cool thing. Empty. Sorry, they wouldn't let me bring the cross in here, and we couldn't get a tomb. We didn't couldn't figure out how to get a tomb. But empty, 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 as a follower of Christ, full. Full. Did you get that? Not just me. If you're a follower of Christ, full. Let me tell you another promise. Empty, 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 full. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Full. Full. Think about that. You're, as the container, we're full. As followers of Christ, we're full. We have the Holy Spirit. Christ says, I'm going, I'm sending. You will be filled with the Holy Spirit. As the container, you and I are full. In that, listen, it's better than a manger. It's better than the cross. It's better than the grave. He's with me personally today. He's with me personally today. I, that gives, I don't know about you guys, that gives me so much hope. I walk with, with the Holy Spirit inside of me. Listen, when I walk down this aisle, guess who's going with me? The Holy Spirit. When somebody challenges me, guess who's with me? The Holy Spirit. When somebody puts me down for what I believe, guess who's with me? The Holy Spirit. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I, 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 you will never be empty again. You will never be empty again. The grave is going to be empty. The cross will be empty. The manger will be empty. You, as followers of Christ, will never be empty. You want to know why we celebrate the birth of Jesus? So we'll never be empty again. I think this is, I think this is powerful. Maybe not for you guys. Maybe you wanted the traditional Jesus born in a manger. And, yeah, and, and that's, that's what you just got. You just don't know it, but that's what you just got. Because, but but with, I think with so much more because I'm the container. Man, I am so excited. I've, I've carried gifts. I've been able to get. I have the, the, the Savior in me. And here's the great thing about this gift. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And, 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 and here's what's cool. is I can. And this is what we got to get in our mind. I can give it away. And guess what? I'm still full. And, and then I can give it away again. And here's what's pretty cool. It doesn't water down. If I give it to you, if you, if you, you, know, if you accept Jesus, and then you give it away, guess what? I'm still full. You're still full. They're still full. Guess what happens if I give it away? I'm still full. You're still full. There, you want to go around the room and do this? I can't. I can do it all day long. Still full. Because this tomb is empty. This cross is empty. That 
manger is empty, and I'm still full. I'm still full. And, I, and as I thought about it, it's just like Jesus, man. He, everything I try to figure out, he makes a mess out of it. Because I'm, I'm sitting here, and this, that, that all of these are worthless. The container, there's no, there's no contents of the containers useless, and I'm thinking, but I'm the container. And he loved me so much that he was willing to die for me. It, it, oh, my gosh. So we celebrate because of Jesus and because we're full. We're full. So when you walk out of here today, you're full. As, as, as followers of Christ, when you walk out of here today, you are full. You have, listen, you have no excuses. If, if you claim to be a follower of Christ, you've got to understand this. Empty, 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 full. And when you're full of the Holy Spirit, guess what? I think we completely underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, why would we ever cower down? Why would we ever be afraid? Why would we ever be scared when we've got the Holy Spirit living inside of us to walk with us, to protect us, to guide us, to direct us? And He, <laughs> he, he chose you and I to be the container. Isn't that powerful? I, I think it's why we celebrate Christmas. I think it's why this is such a unique time of year. And I, I, I just, again, I think sometimes we, we get focused on all the wrong things. I mean, and there's nothing, listen, I love Christmas, I do. I love the packages, and I love seeing people get gifts, and I love these kids when they, they get their, 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 their gifts that you give them and the meals you've provided. I love seeing that. But what I love about it is the fact that we can do it because of Jesus Christ. I, I, I'll just be honest with you. If it wasn't for Jesus, I probably wouldn't be out doing all that. I'll just be honest with you. I like helping people, but, heck, I'm lazy. I'd stay at home. I'm being honest with you. We do it, we do it because we're full. And, and running over. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm full and I'm running over. <laughs> I can eat and I'll be hungry tomorrow. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, man, I'm telling you, I want, I want to just keep on giving it back. That's, that's, that's the beauty of this whole thing. Empty, empty, empty so we could be full. Because if you, that wasn't empty, I couldn't be full. If this wasn't empty, I couldn't be full. If this wasn't empty, well, none of us would be full. We wouldn't be here if any one of the three still had the body of Jesus. We could make a case, well, he was a good man and that makes it valuable. No, it would be worthless and we wouldn't be here today. But because they're empty, we're full and we can be here today and we can celebrate Jesus Christ. We can celebrate this time that we call Christmas. Our kids are in the back. They just had a birthday party. Somebody's going to say, well, it really wasn't December 25th. And I really don't care. Jesus was born and we're celebrating it. And I'm full. I'm full. I have the Holy Spirit. And I, I think that's I think that's so I think it's mind-boggling, number one. I think it's so powerful. But my value, you want to talk about the value of the container? I, this, this is just mind-boggling to me. My value is such that Christ died for me. You can give me anything you want, but you ain't you're not gonna die for me. Christ died for me. You want to talk about the value of the container so he could live within me? Powerful powerful on this day that we celebrate Christmas. So I would tell you, here's the, here's the last thing to this. The last thing. If, if we're the container, if you and I are the container and we have the Holy Spirit, how are you treating the container? How are you treating the container? How are you living your life? I'm not talking about what you're eating. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how are you treating the container? Is it glorifying to God? Are you, are, you, are, you, are you a light to the world, or is the container gloomy and dark? I mean, come on, you, it's a fair question. Because you got the Holy Spirit. If you claim to be a follower of Christ, if you've truly accepted Christ, then the Holy Spirit lives within you. So how are you treating the container? 
How are you, how are you treating the container? Are, are, you, are, you a, are you a shining light for someone to see? Because here's what I know. It's the, the Holy Spirit's there for you to share with others. Now, if they look and see a dirty container, they probably don't want any. Woo, man, now it's getting tense in here, isn't it? We were doing pretty good. We were starting to get this baby in the manger, and you were getting happy. And now I'm challenging on how you're, how you're treating the container. I, I, here, here's why we need to talk about that, because there are so many more that needs to understand the power and the love and the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. And, and Christ is the hope of the world, but we have to be that outreach. So when people see the container, what do they really see? Are, are they seeing, are they, are they being drawn to something that they can perceive is, is, is drawing them towards the hope of the world? Are they, being, are, are they seeing something that would show them grace and love and mercy? Because you and I, we are the container. Hey, listen, you're the container either way, whether you have a relationship with Jesus Christ or not. You're the container either way. Some of us are full and some of us are empty. Some of us are full, and some of us are empty. Let me tell you, the choice you want is full. People say, well, I don't, I don't know how to get there. The, the fullness is this, and we just talked about it. Child born of a virgin birth. Child grew up, ministered, child died on the cross. Falsely accused, convicted, killed for you and I. Child went to the grave, and three days later rose from the dead. I think that's what you have to understand. That's what you have to accept, and that's what you have to believe, that Christ did all of this. All of these were empty. The containers are useless. All of, these were, or, or, was, all of that was done for you and I. And if we'll simply confess with our mouth, Father, I, I am a sinner. I am broken. My life is messed up. But today, because all those containers are empty, I can be redeemed through you. I can find, I can find a new life through you. The old is washed away. I can be a new person. I can be forever filled, Father. Today I accept you as my Lord and Savior. You're full. You're full. And He will never leave you nor forsake you. It's kind of powerful if you think about it. Think about it. Listen, if, if, if you don't do anything else today, I would encourage you, go home. Open up this book. Turn to Luke. Luke says, I went to great detail of, of recording this stuff. Read to your family. Just sit down and read it together. Families don't do that anymore. Read Luke 2 together. Read about the story about the birth of Jesus. And then think about the fact that each one of these containers is empty so that you and I could be full. Merry Christmas. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for this day that we come together to celebrate the birth of your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you that the manger is empty. Thank you that the cross is empty. Thank you that the grave is empty. But that today, as followers of Christ, we're full. Father, thank you. Thank you for filling us with the Holy Spirit. Knowing, knowing, knowing that, that the Holy Spirit's there and you will never leave us nor forsake us. You will always be with us. We will always be full. Regardless of how much love, grace, and mercy we share with others outside. Regardless of how many times we tell others about you. We will always remain full, Father. We will always remain full. So thank you. Thank you for, the, for what you've given us, what we celebrate, Father. We, we just want to give you all the praise and all the glory. But today I'm so excited as we come together, worship together. As we worship together, yes, and I'm going to say this, we worship. We don't worship, but we, we, we realize that the tomb was empty. We realize the cross is empty. And we realize that the manger is empty. But that we're full of the Holy Spirit. 
So we give you all the praise and all the glory. Amen.